This is On the Block with Stricken Bach. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! And you're going to go out of here at the Big 8 tournament champion. 93-7 the ticket veteran and Ortega connoisseur, Jake Bakovan. I like Ortega and I like Pepper. Coming at you live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. This is On the Block with Stricken Bob. Hold up. This is a Thursday edition of On the Block. And yes, a thirsty Thursday edition of On the Block. It's Thirsty Sir Thursdays is coming up here around the corner. But first, uh, we're going to get through this segment. Uh, we also have Brian Christofferson joining us at 525. Uh, so we got a nice loaded show for us. I'm Jake Bakovin. He is Eric Strickland. Strick, uh, how's, it do- how's it going down there? We got a lot to talk about, some great things, uh, some great information that's out there on the block, some things that we've talked about in the past, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> you know, we answered a lot of questions yesterday, so if you tuned in, you got a chance to hear a little bit more about Stricky, but uh, some in-depth on the block info. But yeah, it was good. Everything's good today, man. It was it was a wonderful day. Met with some, um, you know, as you know, I, 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 we talked about I do some things. So I've, I had to meet with like two investors that's looking to buy this project. Nice. So it's good to kind of get away from that whole minutia of, 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 of business and to talk about sports. And we're here on the block to do that. Yeah. I, I got to ask you, is your, cause I can see your, your Mavericks uh, suit on. Do you, is your hat a matching Mavericks hat or did you wear two different teams? Yeah. Now you got to keep the see. Mavs going. Yeah. I see the NBA logo on the back. There it is. There's the Mavs hat. <laughs> Looks good. Is that what you were? Yeah, I, talk, I, I talked to my girl, um, my girl out there, uh, Brittany, who, who handles a lot of us ex players and she's got me on deck to get me some more, more gear. So I'm looking forward to yeah. taking care of me. Do they, do they <laughs> send you the most teams still send their, their former players some gear? I mean, some. I mean, some do. I mean, I don't know if you're the Lakers when you're <laughs> revoking <laughs> tickets from the one of the That's greatest right. players ever played. I mean, maybe they don't, but <laughs> I mean, the Mavs they do a pretty good job of it. Yeah, keeping you, keeping you in Mavs gear, and it pays off because now we're we're talking Mavs, and and we'll continue to talk to Mavs as, uh, throughout this show's history because because uh, you played for the Mavs, one of your favorite teams to have played for. Uh, but uh, today we also wanted to talk about um, the Big Ten and the in the money, the bidding war that is kind of out there for the Big Ten TV contract. Uh, it, it will uh, end up in 2023, so next year, and then the new contract will take over. Uh, right now, Fox and ABC kind of split that deal, so you can see a lot of big noon games, obviously, for um, the Big Ten. Obviously, see those broadcasts on ESPN Family of Networks, but now uh, a lot of different a lot of different rumors out there, a lot of different uh, you know, um, big-time networks interested, including CBS and NBC. Now, CBS lost the SEC contract, so it'll be interesting to see, and, and I would love that. Da, 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 da. That's a great <laughs> great intro uh, for a Nebraska great game. Intro. I could get used to that one if it does end up being yeah. CBS. Um, but NBC is, is kind of interesting, too, um, that they would be interested in, in this contract. Of course, they have Notre Dame uh, as their kind of team that they follow, and they've done that for years. 
years and years and years. Um, the idea would be that they're interested in, in expanding that and bringing the Big Ten uh, into the picture. There's been all types of uh, talk on Twitter today about kind of where the other games would go because they don't have an ESPN2 or, you know, uh, I guess Fox even has, um, you know, some other channels that they use for sports. Um, the NBC got rid of their sports network, so um, it might be USA Network or, you know, you might have to get a Peacock subscription, which would be interesting because now, you know, as you move away from cable TV into subscription TV, uh, which Mm -hmm. obviously is a big part of of the future and, and certainly every metric that you that you kind of rate these days on cable viewers is significantly down than what it's been in the past because of those opportunities so it's just fascinating to kind of think about what the what the big 10 could look like uh on these different uh different uh, uh, big time networks and and nbc kind of first and foremost because of their connection with notre dame yeah i mean w- when you start talking and getting into the b as far as that's concerned, uh, those type of numbers, yeah. and then also they're losing hockey. You know, that's another hundred million that they have available. They're they're you know, they're looking to get in the in the mix. They want to get oh, in yeah. there and figure out a way to to tap back in, uh, especially after losing that hockey the hockey deal. So um, it's going to be interesting because I think if you get that that two headed monster, I think also then it'll it'll present avenues and, and and means by which to get Notre Dame to play a few of the the top tier teams, uh, you know, and, and some non-conference type games, it could be something to down the road maybe because they're, they're in the region. Notre Dame is in the region. They've always wanted to be independent. I mean, they found it very lucrative to be independent, but I find value and power in the conglomerate in the connection. Mm-hmm. And so it could be a, a, a sneak, sneak move to just make a little lure, drop another uh, hat in the box for another team to be added to the Big Ten. I mean, you've got to figure out a way to compete with what they're doing in the SEC now that they're going to be adding uh, Oklahoma and then they're going to be adding to uh, who, Texas, uh, yeah. Oklahoma and Texas. Yeah, so uh, they're, you know, they're maybe trying to get ahead of that and, and, and kind of just test the, test the waters and see what's out there on some matchups and then see, you know, hey, is it is it worth us to, to jump in this mix or do we stay independent and just keep it this way? Yeah, Could that's be. kind of what we're talking about. I don't about. know. I'm speculating. Yeah. But- well, and that's that's naturally kind of the thing to do with the expansion these days. It, it seems like it's you can table it for a second, but it always comes right back around the corner. And that's that's a, a natural um, connection to make with Notre Dame, obviously being the the lone team on that network for years and years and years. Um, and, and they're in Indiana too, so they're yeah. right in the big the heart of Big Ten countries. So. And that's why I mean, when Big Ten expanded originally, that was kind of the thought. If they weren't going um, to get Notre Dame, it would be because Notre Dame would want to stay, like you said, independent. Um, but then. In, in recent years, Notre Dame's kind of connected themselves to the ACC, um, and uh, and you know obviously playing in basketball. The year that they they had to join for a conference only football, they went over and played in in football and made it to the ACC championship game for what it's worth. Um, but as you look forward and, and this thing continues, I think that it's just these contracts, and and you wonder if, if the the bigger question here is obviously the SEC is doing. Fantastic. On the field and off the field, grabbing Oklahoma and Texas, their next TV deal is going to be monstrous. Huge. Big Tens is, is, has the other big care factor type of regions, right? The Midwest, the Ohio States, the Michigans, the Penn States, the Nebraskas, um, you know, even the Michigan States and, 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 and Iowa's. And, I mean, you, the, kind of that second tier, still 75,000 uh, type go to those type of games for their stadiums, um, you know, 60 to 75,000. Um, it's uh, So it, it, it's 
it, it's just fascinating to kind of see as time progresses, is the Big Ten going to make that move um, to try to, to, to compete with the SEC to get a Texas and Oklahoma? And if they do, maybe a deal with NBC could get them Notre Dame, which is kind of the, the big puzzle piece out there um, that geographically makes sense for the Big Ten because if the expansion continues and I think that down the line it looks more and more like the SEC and the Big Ten are going to be the, the, the winners of all of this is, you know, the Big Ten's, but the Big Ten's got to make a big move at some point. They can't just let the SEC keep grabbing these big big time schools. Um, so yeah. that would be that would be big for them. Do you see it kind of coming down to Big Ten SEC with these conferences? Because it's hard to imagine the Pac-12, which can hardly put together a network um, the ACC, I mean, it, there are a few, I mean, all those, those other conferences are just a few, uh, an invitation from the Big Ten or the SEC away from their top two teams leaving from turning into the Big 12. Yeah, I, I, I think it's going to be uh, interesting. I think they're going to, they're going to probably have to draw, draw a couple. They're, they're probably going to have to draw. I think that Notre Dame would be very interesting. I think Notre Dame uh, also wants to figure out how they can get back into the national mix without having to do crazy stuff in the independent because they don't have a they don't have a championship game they don't have any of those things and they haven't fared very well in the bowl series so uh, you know those things are something to consider I think they need to find another team I don't know who that could be I mean it could be maybe Colorado um, Colorado maybe come back towards this side uh, of the, uh, of the arena, the the Mississippi and the Missouri and kind of get back into that mix. Um, Then uh, I'm trying to think maybe who else, maybe a Baylor Uh, Baylor would be very intriguing. Um, I I really don't know how the big, big 12 is going to be able to hold up without having Texas and Oklahoma. Those were some of the biggest draws. Those were the big numbers. Those are the big money. Guys, I mean, obviously Baylor is doing well in the in the in the basketball sphere, but um, they they compete some in the football. But they're 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 trying to figure out how to keep that money in their you know in in their system as well and rolling. So I try to figure out who that can be. Who could be that other team? I think they need a couple, and I don't know if it's a Colorado, it's a Baylor, or somebody like that. That would be very interesting for basketball. Oh yeah, those those two those two op- options. Well, and it's kind of sad because basketball kind of just gets thrown to the background of it, right? I mean, you have, uh, uh, you know, Kansas is. I mean, Kansas could be left out of this uh, this expansion talk all altogether. And you wonder, you know, if the Big Ten and the SEC do expand into these mega conferences, which the SEC has already done, and the Big, you know, Big Ten is is two teams away from. Um, you you wonder kind of where that leaves them in 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 those other teams in the college football playoff mix as well as revenue new sharing all that stuff it's just going to be fascinating but it's all based around football so any other sport um that's you know that obviously they make money but it's not the football money that's there and that's why everything's yeah. uh you know around football so uh it's just kind of fascinating to see where that plays out uh, big frank says off the text line add notre dame and pittsburgh both schools are good in football and basketball uh pittsburgh could be an addition pittsburgh, that you, for pittsburgh the that, you know yeah. what what who was that big frank Big yeah. Frank, I like how you're thinking, Big Frank. <laughs> I, I, you know what? That wouldn't be too bad of a little move. You know, they're right there in the Pennsylvania region. They're they're a little bit, you know, towards this way, closer uh, than than uh, you know Penn State. Yeah, yeah. Why not? Oh, yeah, that why definitely not? Penn State would like that. We got our new yeah. rivalry right there at the East Coast. Yeah, why not throw that in the mix? You know, you know, we got Whipple, so it's all good. I mean, <laughs> you know, you, you know, so you're a little too late coming yeah. over here. We've but... got a connection that we can we can talk some pit to some Pittsburgh people. 
Um, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, and, and interestingly enough, to, just to, to also bring in some other uh, topics here, because we talked about this too, um, Harbaugh, it, it, the, the, the idea of his deal, or I guess the, the details there for his deal have been released, and it's very interesting because he's been going back and forth between if he's interested in the NFL anymore or not when he, when he left yeah, the Vikings. Yeah, he's been wavering, he's been yeah. waffling. He's been like a fish out of water. Just, <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, make a decision, baby. You know what I'm saying? Come yeah. on. Yeah, right? and I thought it was done once Come he on, once he turned down the Vikings. The reports were yeah. he told Michigan's athletic director, "This is not going to be an annual thing where I'm flirting around with the NFL all the time." But regardless, they they made his contract pretty NFL friendly if he wants to leave leverage. or or I anywhere. Think, I think it's leverage. I think it's yeah. leverage, man. I think he's using it as a as a leverage talk because obviously he gave back. Oh yeah! You know, after the start, the two or four start, yeah, he gave back some of that money, and so when you look at it from that that standpoint, he's he's probably looking for a leverage move because it's it's not going to be too much longer on that contract he's on. I think he waited yeah. a couple more years. Well, he just signed the new extension to twenty twenty six, and that's what this oh, this deal's about. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, yeah, yeah. but the, it's interesting because he'll so he'll get like seven point zero five million uh, this fall. It'll go up to seven point six by the time his final contract yeah. or final year of his contract. Um, mm-hmm. But he his his buyout on his end is pretty small as far as that's why it's, it's kind of seen as NFL friendly or really anywhere friendly. But why would he leave his alma mater for another college job? You wouldn't think. So that's yeah, why you kind of nah. think NFL. Um, but he would only owe Michigan three million in his first year if he if he decides to leave. Uh, by by the time is 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 fourth year pops around it, it keeps on going down third year it's only at one and a half million by the time his fourth year it's seven hundred fifty thousand dollars and then his final year he doesn't have to pay anything if he leaves nothing which by yeah. then they would have to extend him anyway but uh, yeah it, so it's very unlikely with these deals that um you know you kind of get down to the second or final two years of your contract if you're doing well the idea is always to extend you and so they'll kind of have new deals at that time but still you're kind of thinking um you know under a million by the fourth year to leave um, that's that's nothing to Harbaugh. I mean, it's when you're paying friendly. him seven million a year, yes, yeah, uh, no, no question. That's that's very friendly when you look at the whole scope of it. I mean, he ain't getting younger either. So, that's you right. <laughs> um, but it, you know, it'll give him some opportunities to weigh options down the road. I think he needs to definitely either make a decision, roll with it, create, continue to create stability within the uh, the, the the Michigan University sphere, and at that point, then you know, make some decisions down the road, maybe some other opportunities. Are, this was one of the biggest opportunities out there for this year, coaching, coaching wise. So oh, if yeah. you were going to do it, if you were going to do it, you, you know, maybe this should have been the year to make that move. And there was no telling, you know, when nine, nine positions are going to pop open in the oh, NFL. Yeah. Well, and it's fascinating too, because I mean, he was, it, it kind of seemed like this was the peak uh, of what he wanted to do in Ann Arbor, yeah. right? It was bringing yeah. a big 10 championship home, beat Ohio state, go to the playoffs, all that. So it kind of just seemed like, okay, goal was accomplished. Um, now the bigger goal is to make Michigan, Ohio, you know, Ohio state and put them in Ohio state's neighborhood every year. So anytime you're going into that game, you're thinking, Oh, this is a top 10 matchup. Winner goes to the playoffs type of thing, or winner goes to the big 10 championship game where they're favored to get to the playoff. Um, and I don't know, do you see after one year, I mean, I, I think you need to prove it year, right? Do you see Michigan in that category going into next year? They'll lose Aiden Hutchinson. They'll lose David Ajabo, two of the best pass rushers in the nation. Um, so I, I, don't, I don't know. I, I, even though Harbaugh got his name back into NFL coaching circles and getting those um, and, and did a great job this last year without a doubt, I don't know if I buy into Michigan at being – 
Um, I, I don't want to say at Ohio State's level because clearly not that, but even kind of in that next tier, I think they would have had to win one of those playoff games for me to think, okay, they're legit to stay. Yeah, I, I, I feel the same way. I, I don't I don't think that you can say I don't I, I don't want to say it's a fluke. I don't think right, it's a no. fluke. Right. I think they actually did 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 the job. I they they you know coached the team well. I still don't know if they've got the bodies that is necessary to break through to that next level. Yeah. I, I don't see the skill sets from across the board. I mean, Hutchinson, those guys, those guys were phenomenal. You know, their yeah. defense was phenomenal. But when you talk about on the offensive side, they were very basic. I mean, there was really nothing, on, you know. Yeah. You know, Especially at the quarter, or the quarterback position. It's easier to buy in yeah, if you have yeah, a great yeah. quarterback there and, and he's the reason that you're having your success. Um, you know, and, and it's, it's kind of it's it's cool. I like the brand of doing it defensively. Um, but then when you lose that, it, this was kind of like the senior class or, you know, kind of everything just fell into place for this class to take Michigan to that next level. Do they have that sustainability yeah. down the line? It, it's hard to hard to tell, especially like Caden McNamara. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets benched by the third or fourth game for J.J. McCarthy. Maybe they'll have a battle and J.J. McCarthy wins it outright to begin with. So um, it's just kind of fascinating, yeah. and, and that doesn't give you too much stability there. But either way, I love it for the Big Ten that he's back with Michigan. I was kind of worried about what would happen. Uh, they, I mean, it's Michigan. They'd, they'd get a big name regardless, but we've seen the Brady hoax and the Rich Rods go through there. And, and the Big Ten and the and NCAA football together is better, in my mind, when Michigan is good and when Michigan has a name like Harbaugh. Also, how entertaining was that Nebraska-Michigan game last year? Um, Frost and Harbaugh have their little bit of, uh, of a small little bit of a rivalry as well. And then there was like, it was just crazy. There was, you know, disconcerting signals and uh, what was the other one? Multiple possession. I can't remember how they put that in there, but just crazy calls. That game was nuts. And then, of course, at the end, Adrian Martinez uh, gets hit late. Uh, the, the whistles probably should have been blown. Fumbles and, and Michigan wins and moves on to the playoff. But who knows what happened? I mean, Given all the other games and what we saw, we probably could have figured something would have happened two or three plays later where Nebraska would have lost it one way or the other. But uh, it was like you were sitting on pins and needles when you're when you're getting to the late, late half of the fourth quarter with regard to uh, the Huskers. It was like you're sitting on pins and needles. When's it going to happen? Yeah. When's it gonna when's it gonna happen? When's it oh there it goes. That's what go. was so sad about the Purdue. Here, here we go. Yeah. The Purdue walkout was it was a two possession game with like nine minutes left to go in the game, and there's this mass exodus, and you're thinking in any other scenario, right? If you had any belief like there the belief that they would win the game was gone. The belief yeah. that they could make it interesting and ultimately a one-possession game probably was still there, but everybody just gave up hope. I don't want to say everybody, but a mass exodus there at the end of the Purdue game when it was still very much a game, very much a possibility Nebraska could get back into it. But at that point in the season, everybody just thought, we've seen this story. We know what's going to happen in the end. Uh, better beat traffic on the way out of here and send a message to the athletic department. Um, of course, the athletic department shortly after um, gave the, the, the Frost the vote of confidence, got rid of his assistance, and, and here we are now with the whole new fresh coat of paint on there, which I'm excited about. But it's just kind of fascinating to watch that play, um, you know, play out from, from a distance. Um, the other thing I wanted to mention, and it, it's been out just a, a few uh, hours now. Jaden Daniels transferred from Arizona State, probably a top 20, 
you know, top 15 type of quarterback returning this year. And Arizona State, we've talked about them before. How long do we expect Hermo Edwards to stick around? Um, that's a big loss for them and a big quarterback now on the open transfer portal market. Um, so I, I don't think, expect Nebraska to take three and go and get Jaden Daniels, uh, but somebody's nah. going to get a heck of a quarterback, uh, even having waited this long into the transfer portal. So it, it's just kind of an, it, it opens the eyes again. And, and I think we expected this and certainly know that there's going to be some moves after spring, but this transfer portal, man, it, it, it just keeps adding. And, and, and you just, even this far into, into February, it's going to keep being entertaining. So I don't know when that ends or if it does. I think maybe every month you're going to get a big name like that in the transfer portal and somebody's patience will be, you know, will will be rewarded, I suppose. It's the gift that keeps on giving. I mean, shoot, we're going to see probably another Exodus wave coming again in, in a few, you know, a few months. So, yeah. you know, just stay tuned. Just stay tuned. <laughs> it's like it's like a soap opera, right? You, you just stay tuned. You never know what's going to happen yeah. the next day. But that's what it seems like. Absolutely. Absolutely fascinating. Uh, we got to take a quick break uh, because it is time for Thirsty Thursdays, one of our favorite uh, sessions of the week. It will be Kevin Meyer. Yeah, Kevin Meyer of Meyer's Cork and Bottle. And we'll, we'll, we will include you again, Strick, this time. Uh, we we hey, figured man, it out. Don't so. leave me out the block on this one, man. <laughs> All right. Thirsty Thursdays with Kevin Meyer of, of Meyer's Cork and Bottle coming up next here on The Block.